All right, testicles, one, two, testes, testes. I mean, if it's doing what it's supposed to be doing, then, then it looks like it's doing it. Are we fucking live? I fucking hope so at this point. This is what, take 36? At least. Fucking 39... 69, whatever the fuck it is, 2019. Yes, that's the year, is it not? I believe it is. And yes. what's the day? You, I couldn't even tell you. It's fucking July 31st, man. Okay. It's Wednesday, July, July 31st, 2019. This is, and hope that we're correct in this because we've had a lot of issues thus far, but this is the first episode of Secondhand Smoke. Is it still the first? Jesus Christ. Well, we've gone from zero to 0. 0.5 and now we're at one. Makes sense. I should hope so. So, yeah, uh, you're Ryan Wang. I am. Yeah. And uh, you're my guest on this episode. Are we doing this as a team, or is this just like me and then having occasional guests? What is this? Your guess is as good as mine at this point, dude. That's to be determined, right? <laughs> exactly. To be determined. So let's start this off with a segment that I like to call Hot Wax. You dirty fucker, get your mind out of the gutter. My mind stays in the gutter 24-7. <laughs> so this section is where we talk about upcoming releases as far as music. Um, I mean, if there's anything that Hollywood decides to put out that's worth our fucking time, we might discuss that here too. But for the foreseeable future, we have quite a hefty list as to what we're trying to talk about today, wouldn't you say? I would say so. You know, the thankfully. motherfucker took notes today. I, you have a whole page of notes, right? I do. <laughs> like, I'm organized in shit yep. for once. Um, just a rough draft, anyway. I mean, you got enough there to go get a nice final product out of it. So That's right. So let's dig in. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is Slipknot's up-and-coming release on August 9th, 2019 on Roadrunner Records. Uh, the album is called We Are Not Your Kind. Uh, the first single to drop was called Unsainted, and then in the time that it took us to get around our technical difficulties, the Bastards went and released another single on us from the same album. So they've also got a new single called Solway Firth. And at this point, now we have more to talk about as far as new and up-and-coming Slipknot. We have more of a comparison because Unsainted was the first actual quote-unquote track on the album because you don't count the intro. Uh, and Solway Firth is the last album on the track, so we have the start point, we have the end point. Everything in between is what remains to be seen, and that's I, I think that's a pretty clever way to do things, whether it was intentional on their part or not intentional. Fair enough. Yeah. That's it? That's it. Fair enough. That's it. That's wow. all you get. <laughs> Fucking man of many words, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long day, motherfucker. A long day. So, let's talk Unsainted. <laughs> What are your thoughts, feelings? I mean, have we had a bad Slipknot record yet? You know, has there been a bad song on any Slipknot record ever? It's good. It's going to be good, you know. The question was, is it going to be old Slipknot sound or the new Slipknot sound that they had? And I think we all can agree they went back more towards the original sound, so... I'm pumped for that. More towards the original sound, okay. All right, I can see that. Uh, not with Unsainted, though. 
What no. about the new the, the the new tactics that they're employing to deliver a nice hot fucking s- melted slab of fucking molten metal? I mean, there there's some different stuff there, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, it's Slipknot, so they always have to come with something off the wall that you wouldn't expect, but you still enjoy, and it still sounds like Slipknot. Yeah. How about that chorus in the very beginning, throwing just about every single hardcore Slipknot fan through the fucking roof? Yeah, I mean, they have a tendency to do that from time to time. That's what makes Slipknot Slipknot. (laughs) I I resisted listening to the single for about a month. As you usually do with the yeah. music. I, 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 I do. <laughs> I, I, I take a long time to actually get into something unless I've already been listening to it. Um, but I, I must admit that I didn't like it at first. And then I'm sitting there and I'm slowly listening to it over the course of, of you know, a week, I think. I spent once a day. I was like, all right, let's try this again. Let's try this again. Let's try this again. Eventually, it got to the point where I was just overwhelmed with it all, and I said, you know what, this, it could be a lot fucking worse. Fair enough. It's a lot more brutal than I'd expected, um, given their last album. I mean, their last album was heavy, don't get me wrong, but it seemed like they were... I mean, they had a lot of time to chew on that one. Yeah, yep. They definitely had some time in between albums. In this one, it, it's it's what maybe two years after, two three years after, which is in in terms of Slipknot and their recording schedules and everything, not counting self titled in Iowa, which were released three years apart. But everything after that, it's been a couple of years because they do the album, they tour, they take the time off, do other bands, um, then they get back together for the writing process and that's a whole other beast aside from the recording process if interviews are to be believed. Yeah, and Slipknot's one of those bands that even when they do an interview that's mostly factual, they like to throw in some random shit. Again, you never know if they're being facetious or you know, if they're being ridiculous or if they're being Slipknot. Right. Fair enough. Um, but final result, I mean... I. Unsainted is is an absolute gem. I, I fucking I love it. It's got so many different facets to it. That's why I use the term gem. It wasn't just some fucking cliche that I dug up because there's so many different intricacies in that one song, and it makes you realize why they have been the most famous metal act since their debut. As they should be. I mean, Jesus Christ, they have nine members. If you can get all nine members in sync and make it sound good, you're fucking golden. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's that that's just I mean, that screams chaos from the beginning without even trying to fit, you know, the style of music that they play into it. It's just the the whole concept. Nine men, nine different attitudes, nine different, you know, forms of rage. <laughs> like all coming at one microphone, dude. I, I, I wonder if they ever use the same microphone twice. I have no idea. I mean, I would, I would hope so. If you had to use a new microphone every time, it'd probably be expensive. But they have the money to burn, so fuck them. <laughs> Their corporation makes just enough to be able to make everything possible, it seems. Yep. So, let's step away from Unsainted for a minute and let's talk about Solway Firth. 
I mean, again, it's 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 another Slipknot track. You know, it's it's what I wanted to hear. It's already in my like daily playlist. It's it's what I needed to make metal feel good again <clears throat> at this point. Any criticisms? I mean, it's Slipknot, so I don't think I can criticism. I don't think it's possible. You can't words either. the The correct term is you can't criticize. Fair enough. You can't not can't criticism. <laughs> <laughs> Again, long day, go fuck yourself. Yeah, hey. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, I mean, that was pretty much my reaction in the beginning of it, too, was just that, you know, it's it's kind of cookie-cutter slipknot. But then again, I wasn't really listening to it the first time around. I was hearing it. I, I wasn't listening to it. And then when I put my headphones in and actually paid attention and started listening to it, I... It's a little bit more brutal than than previously thought. Yeah. I mean, you give it a real deep listen, and, and it's it just... Words can't even describe how dark and brutal that shit is. I mean, Slipknot has always been dark and brutal. Except for their, you know, random radio hits every once in a while, which you have to have to stay where they are. That's kind of how it is. Fair enough. So, <clears throat> we're going to give... These individuals here, the opportunity to, to listen to both. I think, should we do a back-to-back? Unsainted and Solway first? Do you think they deserve to hear the new Slipknot? Because yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, fuck it all, fuck this world, fuck everything that you stand for. Don't belong, don't exist, don't give a shit, don't ever judge me. I mean, I don't know about you, it, but... That's I, every maggot's creed right there. So I, do, do we think that they're deserving? Uh, we, we can't judge them. Fair enough. I guess let them hear it then. All right. Well, it sounds like a plan. So we're going to do a back-to-back of Slipknot's Unsainted and Solway Firth, and we'll check in with you after that. So, yeah, um, that was Unsainted. That was a, a, a fucking kick in the head. It was a real fucking wake-up call for those of us who thought that we had caught Slipknot sleeping, wouldn't you say? I mean, that's just a killer Slipknot song. If you had a formula that you had to follow to make it a Slipknot song that people are going to love, it would be that track. Fuck yeah. Now, what about the next one that we're about to play, Solway Firth? You've, you've heard this. You've, um, I, when we were watching it earlier, you told me that you hadn't seen the video, but uh, what you did see, what were your thoughts? I mean, that video by itself made me want to watch the show that it's going to be attached to. Which is the Amazon Prime video, Amazon original, The Boys. I'm going to watch it. I don't know how because I don't have Amazon Prime, but I'll figure it out. Motherfucker, find a way. <laughs> as I always do. So, I mean, it was a brutal video. And as I previously stated, you know, just looking, you know, looking forward to the Slipknot future, you know, I, I was a little bit apprehensive. And then I thought to myself, well, Unsainted, this still makes me kind of feel a little bit nervous about where they're going. But then Solway Firth was released. And at first, I didn't think much of it. I thought it was, you know, pretty much just cranked out from the, the typical Slipknot machine, uh, cookie cutter. And, 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 and none of this is in any way, shape or form a slight to Slipknot because they're, they're super fucking talented. I wouldn't even be able to do half the shit that they fucking try. 
You know what I mean? That that doesn't even make it to the fucking cutting room floor in in the recording process. So I'm I'm not sliding that by any means, but there is a typical Slipknot sound. Am I wrong? I mean, if we're talking between old and new Slipknot sound, there is two different ones. But I mean, yes, this follows the original for sure. Right, and it just it's a little bit darker, a little bit heavier, and. Clearly, Sid and Craig are both being included a hell of a lot more in at least the volume being turned up in the mix for this record because there are things, there are elements that you can hear, things that make you shiver a little bit and and just, you could throw it on the list of things that you wouldn't want to necessarily fucking listen to walking on a back road at night with no fucking streetlights. I mean, really, really would it be a Slipknot song without Sid and Craig though? They kind of make the Slipknot sound, in my opinion. They tend to, but, I mean, it's it, it's kind of, to me, it's always felt like they've been treated like bass players of the great metal bands back in the 80s, where they're there, they make it work, but they're tuned down so low in the mix that you have to kind of second-guess yourself. But, again, if you took them out, took them out of the, out, out of the live performance totally, it wouldn't sound like Slipknot. Absolutely. And then upon second listen to this track, when I really started paying attention and focusing on it, that's when I noticed that this is probably a lot more raw and brutal than what I've previously come to expect from them. Lyrically, it's it's phenomenal, as it always is with Corey Taylor's, you know, absolute venomous outlook on everything around him with the the intelligence that he has to be able to portray that into words he could take those feelings that he feels by looking out on the world and seeing what we've become and he very very intelligently brings that message across to us in a way that is absolutely undeniable and furthermore from the lyrics you get the music and and all of these instruments sound like I, I, I dare say this this probably sounds like the most well-oiled machine that Slipknot has ever really been, with the exception of the self-titled debut from 1999. I would agree with that statement 100%. It really is just a, a flawless track from start to finish. And it it makes you double take and think again, you know, like much like the the chorus that you hear in the very beginning of Unsainted, it kind of has your head spinning. But then you also listen to this and you hear Corey's got some sort of affected um, accent in the first couple of lines. You know what I mean? And you're like, what the fuck is he on about? And, and then. When the line comes across as they're taking very good care to not take care of you, and then they just fucking rip right into it, dude. I mean, that's that fucking just get your head cleaved off by a fucking oncoming freight train, why don't you? I mean, I don't think I want to do that. Well, that's the <laughs> metaphysical, <laughs> metaphorical effect of what the fuck we're talking about here, though, is it not? I mean, I try not to think in metaphysical terms. You've never envisioned putting somebody's head in a wood chipper and thinking how brutal that would be? I mean, I may have done it, but I never thought about it. Well, okay, so you're a conscienceless killer. We get this. Ginger ninja with no soul. I mean, I don't accept that title. Of course you don't. Just like I don't accept the title of, well, I can't say what I was going to be accepting because I've been called just about every name in the book but my own. Um, <laughs> but 
Anyways, we're getting off on a tangent. So circling back around to the to the track at hand, um, I thought it was a very intelligent idea, whether it was their idea, the record company's idea, whatever the idea may be to release the first actual song, not including the intro, as the first single, and the last song on the album as the second single, right before the album gets dropped, because you know there's not going to be another single between now and then. If there is, it's going to be fucking hella surprising. And what's going to be in between that first and the last song? We don't know, but we're hoping it's going to be great. Well, that's precisely my point, is that we have the start, we have the finish. What the fuck lies beneath? What's in between? Where's the fucking cream filling in this hostess cake? Where's the fucking the, the white stuff in the middle of the Oreo? I mean, you're going to have to ask Slipknot that question. No, we're going to have to wait and bleed. I mean, wait and see. August 9th, 2019, we are not your kind. So how about that? That was pretty fucking brutal, wasn't it? I mean, it's Slipknot. Did you think it would be anything else? Hell no. Hell no. So the next thing that we have on the list that we wanted to talk about was uh, the new Corn album, which will be coming out on September 13th of this year, 2019, also on Roadrunner Records. Uh, the new album is called The Nothing, and the new song is called You'll Never Find Me. Um, what an absolute fucking relief to hear that track come out as as the 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 forerunner for their up and coming new album. Yeah, I mean like in, in the same case as the new Slipknot singles, it's exactly what I wanted to hear from Korn at this point. Did you ever stop and think about the fact that 1999 was a big year for new metal and then here we are 20 years later and all of a sudden things are starting to build back up, they're starting to catch momentum? I mean, yeah, if it's in the music scene or any music scene, any scene at all actually. Every 20 years they kind of revitalize themselves, you know. It, they did it in the 70s, they did it in the 90s, they did it in the 2000s, 2000s, they did it now. Like it's going to keep happening. History history is bound to repeat itself essentially is what you're saying, right? Exactly. Okay. But this is a different kind of history repeating itself. It's a, it's a much wiser, much more focused corn coming back to the table, wouldn't you say? I mean, it had to be at this point because <clears throat> if I heard any more fucking dubstep and corn music, I was going to throw up. Let's be honest. The Path of Totality, it was, it was a good concept. It was a hell of a step in the right direction for a band that was trying to experiment and trying to broaden their musical styles and influences, but a little less Skrillex next time. Uh, no Skrillex. <laughs> no more Skrillex. Because, I mean, there were a couple of tracks on there that were just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Burn the Obedient with Noisia, um, Way Too Far with 12th Planet, and Feed Me, I believe. Notice how neither one of those tracks had Skrillex on them. Well, to be fair, I think Skrillex really burned up the most of his momentum on that record with Get Up, which I thought was fucking phenomenal. And that was about it. Like, anything else that I heard him on, I was like, it's Skrillex. It's, it doesn't, it's not even corn. If you heard one Skrillex song, you fucking heard them all. It's just how it is. <laughs> Precisely. So, and then 
they came out with the paradigm shift afterwards, which still held on to a little bit of that influence. I'm sure the fact that Jonathan Davis had nothing to do with that in the sense that in between those albums, he was uh, going and doing random sporadic shows with Infected Mushroom under the name J-Devil. Uh, you remember he featured on the Infected Mushroom single Evolution? Yep, Infected Mushroom is awesome, and if you're going to throw Jonathan Davis in it, it's going to be a win either way. Well, just about anything you throw Jonathan Davis in is a win. I mean, I, I just recently heard a Bone Thugs track with Jonathan Davis on it, which was completely out of left field, and, and I looked at the credit, and I was like, wow, really? And then if you listen close enough, sure as shit, Jonathan Davis is harmonizing with Bone Thugs. I mean, that that's another combo you can't really lose at. Bone Thugs has been awesome forever. Mm-hmm. I'll throw on Jonathan Davis and you know Bone Thugs together, and yeah, that that's gonna be a kick-ass song. I mean, Jonathan Davis with Tech Nine, even better. I mean, Jesus, Tech Nine doesn't put out a bad song ever. Corey Taylor and Jonathan Davis, again, same story. Can't put out a bad song ever. Like, Corey Corey Taylor is probably one of the best songwriters, composers, whatever the fuck you want to call him, of the 20th century. I'm not going to disagree with that statement at all. I, I actually find that to be accurate. Um, so, I mean, speaking of, you know, anything, anybody touching, turning to gold in, the, in reference to Jonathan Davis, let's talk about the surprise guest writing credit on this track. Oh, good old Billy Corgan. Gee, who'd have thought? <laughs> That's right. Billy Corgan. William Patrick Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins fame also shares a songwriting credit on this album, which... If you're not really paying attention to it, you don't really notice it as a standout, but you notice that there's something different in Korn's sound, and then you read the producing and writing credits, and you immediately understand why. Yep. I'm just going to give you a yup on that one. Just a yup on that one. Just a yup. I'm distracted. (laughs) (laughs) So, great things that we can be expecting from Korn. Um... They're they're a tight knit unit. They've only replaced their drummer at this point, um, and Ray Luzier of uh, formerly of Army of Anyone and a couple of other acts. I I know him from Army of Anyone, which is the side side project of Richard Patrick from Filter, uh, the DeLeo brothers from Stone Temple Pilots, and Ray on the drums. Really phenomenal outfit. Only came out with one album like twenty years ago. You should check it out at some point though. Um, but anyway, uh, listening to him behind the drum kit, I didn't even really notice a stylistic change between David Silveria and Ray uh, until I started watching the videos and said, that's not David. Did you happen to notice that recently online it's been going around that uh, David is trying to get in, in back with uh, the good graces of corn? See, I was trying to avoid that because that's just fodder for the press, as, as Cole Chambers' song Fiend so blatantly put it. Fiend for the fans and fodder for the press. Fair enough. <laughs> we try to avoid that kind of hearsay, um, but actually not hearsay. I mean, if, if, if the little blue check mark is to be believed on any social media profile that states that it's the official representation of... I mean, that came right from, or as close to, from David Silveria's mouth as possible. I mean, that blue check mark means it's truth, yeah. So we're led to believe in a day and age like we have at this point. So, 
anyway, enough riffraffing about that. I think that we ought to give these guys a, an opportunity to listen to the new track and hear what we've been blabbering on about. What do you think? I mean, I guess you could give them some new corn. It's only fair. Got corn? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that was uh, pretty amazing, to say the least. I mean, did you expect any less? I don't think so. I promise you we're not scripting this. Yes, we have key points written down on a pad of paper, but you, you're coming off scripted as fuck today, bro. Am I? Yeah, you must be exhausted. I mean, I work 60 hours a week, so yeah, you, you do the math. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I mean, that's that's definitely got to account for something, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was a, a, a really refreshing track to hear because I was really concerned about the future of Corn for a while. I mean, I, th- I think as you should have been because if we got another Skrillex album or anything that sounded like Skrillex, even a little bit, it wouldn't have been the Corn that we needed to have. That's right. So the next thing up I want to talk about is a new project uh, with Jeffrey Nothing, formerly of mushroom head and also thomas church also formerly of mushroom head now whether or not it's them or whether it's another act that features them that has yet to be determined there's very sparse details on the whole situation but the tune has been released uh under the group name of doom candy that's an interesting fucking name (laughs) How do you think they came up with that shit? Your guess is the is is as good as mine. I mean, it's Jeffrey Nothing. But more directly to the point, it's from a tentative titled album called Suicide Effects. Uh, there is no current release date known at this point in time, and I'm assuming it's going to be released on Zombie Shark Records um, as the video was officially uploaded to YouTube on the official zombie shark records channel. So, um, a lot of, a lot of details left to fill in a lot of blanks to fill in, but the track, I mean, the, the track is definitely, it's, it speaks volumes. It says everything it needs to say, and it fills in pretty much a majority of the blanks for you to the point where you don't need to fucking care (laughs) anything about anything except for when is this shit going to be released? And it's going to be an EP, I believe. Well, I mean, you can tell kind of right away who it is that's in the song. You know, Jeffrey Nothing is probably one of the most recognizable voices in metal, yeah, at this point. Yeah. And, I mean, Thomas Church, he's got that guitar sound that, again, you know it's him, and both are fucking awesome. So you can't really go wrong if you put them together in, in, in some new project. Yeah, uh, we still haven't really heard anything from the Mushroom Head camp. What with their recent lineup changes, I mean, I'm I'm glad that Jason Popson is still there carrying the flag. But I'm I'm really kind of concerned at this point because it's been a few years, and we haven't heard anything new in regards to any new Mushroom Head, have we? 
Um, I believe they just finished up a tour because I saw on their online Facebook web store that they're selling the mask from that tour. So I believe within that, when that usually happens, that's their new album cycle, so they should be going to record shortly. Fair enough. Um, so, you know, with, with the, the skint amount of details that we have on all the information surrounding it, this segment is going to be a little bit short, so we're just going to cut right down to business. And we're going to give you guys the opportunity to listen to the track. Here is, uh, what is it? Cry Fire by Doom Candy. Yeah, we didn't even we didn't even talk about the fucking title. Cry Fire. <laughs> How wow. bad do we suck? You're exhausted okay. and I'm stoned. What, what a fucking combination. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, anyway, Cry Fire by Doom Candy. So the next thing that we're going to talk about is something that I've been really, really, really fucking excited for, um, for 13 years now. (laughs) 13 years, it seems like it's been longer than that, but if it's a good tool record they're going to put out, I'm down to fucking hear it. That's right, and spoiler alert, we're going to be giving some details about the new up-and-coming tool record along with some other really cool shit, um from the tool camp um so yeah tool new album coming out on august 30th 2019 from volcano entertainment uh the album is called fear inoculum and um that was uh that was dropped what today's the 31st that was two days ago on joe rogan's podcast uh special guest manor james keenan appeared and dropped the new name yeah, and I mean, Joe Rogan and fucking, you know, Maynard James Keenan. You got to make sure to listen to something like that because every time he's on, it's ridiculous. That man does so many fucking things. He's got a winery. He's got restaurants. He's got like three different bands. I don't know how that motherfucker has enough time in any day. And he's a stand-up comedian. That I did not know. You didn't know that Rogan was a stand-up comedian? Well, I mean, I knew Rogan was. I was talking about Maynard James Keenan. Oh, well, apparently we should get on the same fucking wavelength. But yes, uh, no, all of those things, yes, you are absolutely correct. Um, and if you haven't, you should actually pull that shit up on YouTube um, and just take a listen to it or wherever Joe Rogan has his podcast available. Um, I it, it is definitely worth a listen for sure. Um, but one of the other details that was dropped in that particular interview was that this coming Friday, August 2nd, is going to be the first time in history that Tool has allowed their music onto a streaming service. I mean, I can't be the only one that's gone to Apple Music or Google Play or wherever you get your music from and started to look for Tool, and then was like, oh shit, I can't do that. Well, not even just those particular streaming platforms, but YouTube as well. Uh, There have been numerous occasions where fans have tried to upload YouTube uh, videos containing Tool songs, and they've been pulled down by their record company and the legal department multiple times over. I mean... If you listen to the the Joe Rogan podcast, 
you can tell that Manor James Keenan has control of everything that he does, right? He did mention in it, though, that at certain points he has to delegate certain tasks to other people because he does so many fucking things, you know? And, uh, like I said, I don't know how he does it. I mean, and to, to do all of those things and still come out with so many quality products, it's fucking crazy, dude. It really is. I mean, I believe his wine uh, is only available at their particular vineyard in California, I believe is where it is. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Fact check that because I am not 100% accurate all the time. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, his wine in that just as one particular product that he puts out is only available in his vineyard or I believe in his restaurants. So, I mean, I don't know what the price tag is on that, but you would assume being such a small run, it's going to be fucking expensive. It just seems like, I mean, you're, you're sitting here going off talking about wine and the only thing that comes to mind for me, first and foremost, I don't drink wine. Um, to me, it all tastes the same. It all tastes like fermented rot gut, which is essentially what it is, I guess. Um, but I guess you can add flavors to it and hints of this and dashes of that or whatever. It's just not my thing. To anybody who does, who, who does drink wine and who really digs it, I'm not judging you. And so fucking what if I were? But in any point, it's just not my gig. But one thing I have noticed is that there are so many celebrities so many well-known people that are launching themselves into this new trend of making wine uh, Stephen Amell the uh, the actor who plays Arrow on the CW channel he's launched headfirst into his own wine collection corporation whatever uh, it's called Knocking Point <laughs> which okay it, again archery terms um, but it's, it seems like it's something that's just going around and around and around. And yes, it is. Tool has officially updated their, their website with skeleton? some pretty cool fucking graphics. Uh, we're seeing a machine skeleton type thing being turned into a machine and then back into a humanoid or... I don't know. That's some pretty strange shit. That's Tool for you. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen Tool live, but it that is what it looks like to see Tool live. They just have giant screens with that shit, and it's all around the arena. It's crazy. So, no, I actually have not had the pleasure of seeing Tool live. I had an opportunity to see them with, I believe it was Jane's Addiction, um, but I, I just wasn't able to go. Um, it would have been a killer show, and from the friends that I talked to that did go, uh, they they said it was killer. Um, so, and and you know, my friends have good music taste, as evidenced. <laughs> um, and speaking of which, Tools live shows—that's where they debuted two of the new tracks off from the new album. They've been playing it live uh, for a handful of most recent dates. Um, and I I I refuse I'm refusing at this point to even bother to try to go on YouTube and, and try to listen to it for two reasons one because chances are it's probably already been pulled down because uh, <laughs> it's not legal for it to stream yet um, and two I don't want some fan footage of new tool 
Like, the sound quality is just going to be absolute shit. You know, and just wait till the record comes out. It's only a, less than a month away at this point. I mean, and just as a side note, I did look up the name of Maynard James Keenan's wine, and how the fuck do you say that? Any idea? Any idea? I mean, that's what I would think, but I would assume there's some pretentious way to say it. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably not wrong. I mean, did he mention it in the podcast? Uh, He may have. I I was working, so I wasn't paying 100% attention. Review your shit. (laughs) I refuse. Never. And this is why we don't get anything done. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, just general all-around excitement. There are so many theories going about right now. Um, there, there are so many whisperings and, and you know, murmurs of, of tool activity. And finally, it all comes to a head when Manor James Keenan shows up on Joe Rogan's podcast and just fucking drops the the biggest tool bomb in the last 13 years i mean fuck 13 years like do you think tool could have come up with something any sooner though you know what i mean like from what i heard on the joe rogan interview he was talking about that about how it's so hard to get everybody on the same page you know because everybody has their own way and they think their way is the right way so, like, you have to kind of corral everybody's attitude and bullshit to put out the quality product that Tool does. Fully agreed. Um, one of the things that I wanted to... Uh, one of the things I really wanted to pay attention to was... Um, can you get a calculator up on that? Um, one of the things I, re- I really wanted to draw attention to is the fact that <clears throat> when Tool takes a decade to come out with a record... 13 years. It, well, a decade, thirteen years in general. I mean, when when it when it comes up to that point, you know that the content has to be absolutely fucking spectacular. Um, otherwise, you know, it, you're not going to hold people's attention for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I went off. Sorry, I went off on a on a different tangent, different topic. Visually, while I was going off on another verbally. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's not quite 10,000 days, but it's 13 years nonetheless. It's half of 10,000 days. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing the math on. 10,000 divided by 365 equals 27, so that's 27 fucking years. Um, so we're at, ha- we're at the halfway mark. Yes, it's been 13 and a half years, the prophesying bastards. Um, <laughs> so in any case, uh, that's August 30th. Um, I may extend or, you know, kind of put off the release of this podcast until this Friday, so maybe I can put a a clip of some tool in there for the fans. I mean, what do you think? How how, how would that work? I mean, you're going to have to post it later on, yeah, or are you trying to post this sooner because that their uh stuff comes out digitally might be easier to fuck with. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying, is that if I wait until Friday, then I can drop, if they have a new single, and drop the clip. I would, I would assume they'll come out with a new single. If not, any Tool song is a good song. Fair enough. Anyway, you boil it down. Uh, hopefully by the time the next podcast comes around, we will be able to have some of that Tool action to put on display, as it were. 
So, yeah, um, unfortunately at this time we don't have any ability to give you guys a taste of the new tool, so we're not going to be able to play an audio clip. Aww. Uh, oh, we suck. Tough shit, bitches. <laughs> so that, I, I think that just about does it for the Hot Wax segment. I mean, we've gone on for about a half an hour about new releases. Now let's talk about, let's move from a national scale onto a more local scale. What do you think? Let's do it. Fair enough. Second night, headlining act, right there. That was Flem in the Windpipe by Twisted. Uh, they will be headlining the second night of the upcoming spectacle that you all need to go and fucking catch. And that is the 656 Fest. That will be held September 5th. Uh, September 15th is the final day. Uh, what, what is it? A three-day event starting on the 13th? Starting on the 13th, going to the 15th. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, take the day off from work, take the weekend off from work, and come rage the fuck out. That's right. Uh, so September 13th to 15th, it's a three-day, two-night event. It is being held at Freedom Field. The location for that, pop your GPS is out. Uh, 75 Carson Hill Road, Harmony, Maine. Now, I believe tickets for the day are $60 a pop. If you want to get the three-day pass, I believe it's 100 and change because of, well, processing fees and then state tax. Um, correct my information. That is 100% accurate. Unless the day pass price changes at the gate, I believe you can't get day passes ahead of time. You have to get them at the gate. So it's between 60 and 75 bucks. It's fucking worth it. Hell yeah. Now, we would go into more detail about who else is all going to be there, but we're not really sure what we're supposed to confirm and what we're not supposed to confirm at this particular point. One thing that we do know that we can confirm is that Twisted will be headlining the second day. Um, now the Without other, their drummer. That's right. It's the original hip-hop duo. The original fucking multiple men themselves. I mean, technically, only Madrox is the multiple man. You'd have to call Monoxide the chain smoker, but that's just details, and I'm a music asshole. Yeah, well, I was going more off from lyrics. The multiple men appear in multiple forms of two. Fair enough. That was on a twisted track. Come on. Fair Check enough. my shit, bitch. I don't want to. That's right. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, the cool thing about that, though, is that they're having a pre-party a month early. Um... A month early, the pre-party. Yes, the pre-party. August 8th, 2019 at Empire Live Music and Events. And that is located at 575 Congress Street in Portland, Maine. Uh, tickets are $8 in advance or $10 at the door. Uh, that is supposedly a rager that's going to be held from 9 p.m. that night until 6 a.m. the next morning. If details are to be believed as far as the website and the event times. Was that the time for the pre-party? Yes. I don't think anything can go till 6 a.m. Check the event page, bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking dog on you all day, home skillet. Okay. Have no fucking doubt. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's two things knocked right the fuck out. Um, obviously, we know that this coming fall is the ghost show. October, yes. I believe it's October, yeah. 
October. Yes, I can confirm that. Um, I don't remember what date specifically. Point is, it wasn't planned to be spoken about. Uh, otherwise, it would have been written down on my handy little fucking pad there. Ah, it doesn't uh, say anything about event time over. It just says starts at 9. Yeah, well, that's because you're looking on Facebook and you're not actually looking at the internet like the rest of us. Um, if you Google search the event, I believe the event page itself uh, from the venue states 6 p.m. to 9. Uh, yeah, fucking 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. What the fuck? That's one of them days for you, too, huh? Yeah, well, apparently. Um, so, yeah, we got the Go Show coming up at the Cross Insurance Arena in Portland, formerly known as the Civic Center. Um, what else is coming up? There's other shit that you may not um, you may not have informed me. Yeah, that's... Uh-huh. Yep, sorry, we're, we're fact-checking on the fly as we do. No, no, no. See, that's more of a detail than I was looking at, bro. Yeah, no. yeah I, I didn't actually click on the fucking link itself. I, I took a look at the uh, the preview, the snapshot. Tickets for that pre-party are only $8 at the door. $8 at the door, so that changed too. Look at that. This is why we fact-check, ladies and gentlemen. Unless it's $8 online and like $10 at the door, that may be the case too. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. Look it up. You got internet. This is the tech generation. Figure it the fuck out. I'm too old to be a part of the tech generation. I can use a cell phone. That's about it. Wasn't talking about you, asshole. I was talking about anybody that may, by the grace of Jesus, be listening to this podcast. I hope somebody fucking does. This is taking a lot of work. It really is. For sure. So, on that note, um, any other events worth noting coming up? I mean, you can you can stop into Sapphire every Friday of every week for uh, the their EDM night uh, promo done by Good Vibes Music Promotion. Uh, this week we have two six five six records DJs being featured, so that'll be cool to check out. Uh, Five dollars at the door for twenty one plus, and eighteen eighteen plus is ten dollars with valid ID. Valid ID, so you mean I couldn't get in? I mean, if you have an expired ID, you probably could, because I do know a few people that went last week with an expired ID, and they got in. You just threw Sapphire under the fucking bus, bro. I mean, technically, it's not a Sapphire-promoted event. It's being rented out, and another party is, (laughs) you know, if anything fucks up, it's under the other party. Liability. Liability. All right, so there's that. Um, anything else that we forgot to discuss? Uh, I think that's about it. That's it for local fire? That, I think that's it for the local fire. It's a slow week. What can you do? Seems like we got more going on in the long term as far as national artists. May needs to step the fuck up. Agreed, but I think it's going to happen in the near future because the local music scene is killing it right now. Sweet deal. Well, um, at this point, I think that's pretty much all I need from you. I might grab another 30-second snapshot from you before you go just for shits and giggles. But uh, And, oh, by the way, for those of you unfortunate souls who happen to be listening about this point in time throughout the podcast, we are now going to turn it over to a thought project that I have 
called 30 Second Snapshots, and the idea is that I give somebody a random subject off from the top of my head and then just record the initial raw visceral first reaction in 30 seconds of what their thoughts are on it. So stick around for that. That's coming up right now. On this week's episode of 30 Second Snapshots, we have our guest, Ryan Wing. Yep, I'm here. Yep. Are you really here, though? I could be, but you'll have to fact check that. I gotta fact check that, too? Jesus Christ. Everything! <laughs> I mean, did you expect anything else? <sighs> anyway. So you know the fucking drill. I've been doing this for a few years. Various different subjects, off and on. Uh, what are we about to do? That is the 30-second snapshot. And what what am I going to subject you to? Some random bullshit. Fair enough. All right, are you ready? Let's do it. All right, so the subject is 30 seconds on hipsters and go. Where do I fucking start? Hipsters, it's like a plague. It's gross. They have shitty beards. They think they're fucking awesome when they really suck terribly. I mean, what else can you really say? They have curly mustaches. That's kind of whack, too. But they think it makes them cool. Time. Well, that was uh, quite an in-depth response. I'm sure that's going to piss some people off. Oh, well, they'll live. Will they, though? I mean, that was damn near third, maybe fourth degree burn. I think it maybe went a little hotter than that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely something that aloe vera ain't going to be able to touch. Well, nonetheless, I greatly appreciate you checking in with me for some 30-second snapshots. I'm sure I'll do it again. Oh, I absolutely concur. <laughs>